Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 9.30 in 716. The Olympics beginning. The stadium was built specifically for this. They have no other reason to have this stadium up here in the mountains. So they're going to do the opening ceremony, the closing ceremony, nothing else in in the uh, stadium during the Olympics, and then they're going to tear it down. We'll go overseas to Pyeongchang and check in with Alex Stone as the opening ceremonies approach. And what's it like to get that call from your daughter, who originally didn't make the Olympics from the U.S. ski team, to tell you, well, now she did. I got the call. I'm in. I'm in. So it was, uh, the emotional roller coaster has been pretty cool, pretty wild. How fun. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. The Olympics competition already underway, opening ceremonies tomorrow. Each day, WBEN checking in live with Alex Stone, who is in the mountains of South Korea, about four hours from Seoul, where most of the games are being held. And it's pretty cold there. It's definitely the Winter Olympics, and, and we know that as, as we're hanging out here. I think I've got about uh, four layers on, uh, on on the pant level and more than that uh, in the upper level. It is cold. Uh, during the nighttime hours, it gets down sometimes below zero degrees. It's uh, windy as well, which uh, adds to the, the cold. Uh, so uh, folks are going to, to do whatever they can to stay warm at these venues. And tomorrow night at the opening ceremony, each person going in will be given a bag full of things to keep them warm. They're afraid that this could be deadly for folks at nighttime, the opening ceremony being at night. The bags will have hand warmers in them. It'll have a blanket in it. It'll have a parka in it, a number of other things. And then inside, they're opening up warming centers and bringing on more medical staff and going to be handing out warm drinks. They want to make sure people don't die while while watching the opening ceremony. The athletes, at least on the U.S. side, their uniforms are battery-powered, with heaters in them to keep people, uh, to keep the athletes warm as they're taking part in the, the Parade of Nations tomorrow night. Hey, well, that sounds uh, pretty nice. I'm interested in the scene. Uh, once you landed, what security is like? Because South Korea, I mean, the only thing that has to be on a lot of people's mind as soon as they go is, you know, what is this going to be like being so close to the north? Yeah, well, here in Pyeongchang, we are in a mountain uh, rural area, mountainous terrain uh, rural area, Uh, you know, almost uh, for folks who think of like Lake Tahoe, that area, we're pretty far. We're a several-hour train ride away or about a four-hour drive away from Seoul. So you land in Seoul, and there's a a lot going on there signage-wise and whatnot. But but really, the, the focus is on this mountainous region. Uh, but it is a small, sleepy town. I can tell you tonight as I'm looking around, and right now it's almost 10 o'clock at night, that the, the streets uh, aren't very busy. The restaurants have already shut down. That The crowds will come in tomorrow from wherever they're staying. There aren't hotels up here. Most of us are staying in condos that, that our companies have found. Uh, so many people will be coming in. 
The bigger concern here than North Korea, believe it or not, is norovirus. That as of this morning, there are 125 cases of norovirus, 43 new cases just today alone. And it's getting a lot of people sick. Every building you go into, you have to take a squirt of hand sanitizer. The the thinking being that North Korea is sending athletes here. Kim Jong-un's own sister is going to be at the opening ceremony tomorrow. They've got a big delegation coming. Uh, they've got artists coming down and performers coming down as part of this trying to, to bring the countries together that they won't try anything as long as their athletes are taking part. Security forces are telling us they're more concerned about norovirus. Wow. Uh, now, Alex, there's a 14-hour time difference between where you are and where we are. How are you dealing with that? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you do the best you can. And you can't I, I be up 24 Cal- hours a day. Yeah, well, I think we're going to be. Uh, and I live in California where it's a 17-hour difference from here that uh, you do the, the best you can, but everyone's trying to acclimate to, to this time schedule the best we can right now. We'll be working pretty much the overnight shift and the day shift, and you grab sleep when you can here and there uh, during the, the middle of the night. But uh, you, you learn to work around it. Whenever the Olympics are in a, an Asian country, it, uh, it gets very creative. Yeah. Now, the opening ceremonies will be going on at this time tomorrow, right? Yeah, 24 hours from now, and uh, it's going to be in this stadium that is in front of me. It's going to be cold. It's going to be chilly, but this stadium was built specifically for this. They have no other reason to have this stadium up here in the mountains, so they're going to do the opening ceremony, the closing ceremony, nothing else in the the, uh, stadium during the Olympics. The Paralympics will do the same thing, and then they're going to tear it down. They built it knowing, and it looks like a permanent stadium, uh, but that they were going to tear it down. They said they didn't want to do what other countries have done where they build these things and then they just rot and, you know, then it looks like a something out of a horror movie in a couple of years. They're just, they knew going into this, they're going to build it, they're going to use it only for the four ceremonies, opening, closing of both Olympics and Paralympics, and then tear it down. Meanwhile, back home, it's been a remarkable week for the Mangan family of Derby. Trisha Mangan is on the U.S. ski team, but didn't make the Olympics until Monday when she got the call. Then another call was made, of course, to mom and dad. It's unbelievable. We are. Uh, we got the call Monday morning from Trish. Mom and dad are Martha and Dr. David Mangan, and they're here with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski. It was officially announced, I believe, Tuesday afternoon, and since then, um, yeah, it's a combination of craziness and elation, and uh, we actually just spoke with her for the first time in two days, a uh, half hour ago, and she said it's pretty, pretty amazing over there. Yeah, the craziness that you mentioned, I can't imagine what it's been like. What has it been like for you over the last two days trying to put together a trip to South Korea, and how many of you are making that trip? <laughs> well, actually... Uh, we are all going. We, uh, the older boys, you know, were able to get out of work, and David, too, and uh, the two younger boys are sneaking away from school for a week, and we're flying out of Toronto direct, and it has been crazy, but we have, uh, we found a house to rent pretty near the Olympic Village, and, um, so, and we're going to be there for a week, and then happily, several of my siblings are going the second week, so they will see Trisha in the in the second event but um everything has come together and uh even um uh when my son couldn't find his passport we were able to get a new one through the help of chris collins office wow hey, david what's been the most challenging thing do you think this week 
Oh, you know, the excitement is, is phenomenal, but, uh, you know, you guys hit on it already. The logistics are, are pretty amazing and daunting, but uh, happily for me, uh, Martha is a master at uh, organizing. So she has done an amazing job pulling it all together. I mean, we're all going as a family because it's such a such an incredibly cool experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's also been pretty amazing to see the outpouring of the community. You know, everybody's so excited, and we're so excited for them, and it's, uh, it's just really pretty happy time. You know, we, just to bring up, you were mentioning all these different kids, Martha, but, I mean, tell everybody, you have six children, is that right? Yeah. And everybody's going. Everybody's going. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. Hey, David, you know, you're talking about some of the craziness. What was going through your head when Trisha made that call to you, let you know that, she was going to the Olympics. Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, you know, Trish had been sort of on the bubble in the original team and, and, didn't, and didn't make it. And, you know, that was a little disappointing. But she, she and we, you know, moved on and were looking forward. And then we began seeing some of the commercials for the Olympics, you know, ramping up. And it was like, wow, wouldn't it have been cool to be there? And then, lo and behold, half a day later, we get the call. And she's like... I got the call. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so it was, uh, the emotional roller coaster has been pretty cool, pretty wild. Boy, what a difference a week makes in your lives. So, uh, Martha, you said you talked to her about a half hour ago. She's pretty excited. When did she arrive, and, and what is she doing You know, leading up to the opening? Well, she, uh, she arrived. She got the news um, Monday, flew out of Zurich, uh, where she was racing in Switzerland uh, Tuesday. And then arrived, I forget what day where we're at, Wednesday, Korean time. They're 14 hours ahead of us, so she's about to go to sleep. But she said, uh, like, all the luggage, all the, she's just moving into her room tonight, looking forward to it. It's about 10 o'clock there. She's tired. But she said, everything is amazing. The U.S. ambassador has spoken with them, and um, other people have. And uh, she said, the village is is quite impressive and things seem to be running really really smoothly from her vantage point now when you guys land obviously trisha is your first priority but i mean i'd imagine there's some other things that you're looking to see you're going all the way out there to south korea what else is on the itinerary uh funny you say that because with uh five other kids chiming in we have a lot of a lot of requests we're trying to zero in we are we are going to spend a night in Seoul, and then we're going out to the venue Sunday night, which uh, um, Korean time, and uh, and then we're going to as many events as we can. All the kids put together a list, and we really, I mean, we've obviously seen many ski events, so we're eager to see uh, Nordic skiing and uh, and speed skating and jumping. Jump everything. We're going to go. We're going to go to as much as we possibly can, and. Um, and we haven't yet purchased all the tickets. That's you know we're still navigating that. That's actually you know still on the to do list. But uh, but my oldest son is uh, taking charge of that. And then some of the kids want to go to the DMZ zone. I I don't know if that's in the cards. But for the most part, we're going to be experiencing the Olympics with uh, with Trish. You know, I hear the curling tickets are selling like hotcakes. You want to get on top of that as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. All of our Southern Ontario friends, we, they keep telling me, I can't miss it. Hey, David, you must be taking a kind of a crash course in South Korean geography to get all this in. 
<laughs> yeah, well, we all are. Although our our son Peter has been there once before, but uh, yeah, we're uh, we're checking out all the maps for sure. You know, Trisha is obviously the the star. She's the Olympian skier. But are there other competitive skiers in the family? Yeah, her uh, little sister, who's twelve, actually is at a two-day ski camp in Whiteface or Lake Placid as we speak. Hopefully, going to make it home. The storm set her back a day, and uh, yeah, she's following her footsteps. And certainly, Trisha's twin brother William. Um, and Andrew, her younger brother, both raced competitively right on up through the eastern, um, you know, through eastern U.S., and it was the fact that Trisha won an eastern competition that launched her onto the national scene about five years ago, and that's kind of what, and then she stepped up through the U.S. ski team. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they all challenged her. Her twin brother beat her quite often. You won't want me to say that, but it's true. Ooh. You know, what a payoff, though, after all those years of skiing in Ellicottville, right? Yeah, Ellicottville, I mean, Holly Mont and all of Ellicottville, Holly Valley, they, they've been great, and they are such a community, uh, a great community. And, and then, of course, there's a lot of Southern Canadians and people from Cleveland and Rochester who we've just become really good friends with, so it's kind of fun as they reach out to us. And David said earlier, Really, the most humbling thing is, and the most exciting thing is just when we get all these texts and phone calls and notes from people all over. I walked into the post office, and uh, they gave me a hug, and I was somewhere else. And it's, it's really humbling, and it's nice. And I just talked to Trish. I said, Trish, you're a rock star here, and you're an ambassador, and you've got to keep reaching out to these people because they want to experience it with you. So she has promised Mom that she will do that. Remember Alex Stone live from the Olympics each morning at 7.50 a.m. on a new morning on WBEN. And we're back tomorrow. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t